0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in Game Week 30. We're going to look at some potential Rashford replacements after his injury and then we're just going to go over a quick team update. We're going to start by looking at the fixtures and you can get these on FF Stuff. This is their fixture ticker and it's completely free. Um, The website is ffstuff.co.uk and you can follow him on Twitter at ffstuff. Um, So fixtures for April, some teams have six remaining. Um, This is Manchester City, Manchester United and West Ham. Uh, Five fixtures, we've got Liverpool and Brighton and the rest have four fixtures. Uh, There is uh, one other team with five but I think it's Fulham and I don't think you really want to be targeting Fulham players at the moment. Um, So we're going to go through these one by one and look at the top players to target. This list on the screen isn't all of the teams it's just the teams that i think have the best players to potentially target for this game week and also for april as well for game week 30 uh, we only have four teams that double that will be chelsea manchester city manchester united and west ham playing in the champions league europa league and europa league conference uh, we're going to move on to the teams and the best players to target but if you are looking at more overall strategy and you want to plan out your transfers a little bit better and there are a lot of injuries so that is going to dictate a lot of it at the moment but we do have a video with Ben from the dream team tonic that we filmed last week and also um, my top players to target for April so I'll link both of these at the end of the video so we'll start with Manchester City as our top team to target I'm just going to give you a quick recap of how their game week went and then some players to target for this game week um so Manchester City they've got six fixtures for April they face Leicester at home and Bayern Munich away um, they had a 4-1 win against Southampton Um, And that was a really disappointing game if you did go heavy like me on the Manchester City defence. They conceded with their only shot conceded on target. Um, So really quite disappointing. And having a block or having a majority of players from one team in your defence, I really did start to realise that's a horrible way to go on this game if you do enjoy watching your football because I just watched that Manchester City game. And I was just hating it every time Southampton got forward. Um, So they ended up conceding in that game, which was quite annoying. Um, But Grealish was incredible in it. Um, So he got a goal and an assist. I think he got a goal and an assist in the game before that as well. Uh, we got Starman in this one with 15 points. Uh, You had Haaland got two goals. Um, One good thing about the City defence is they did go full strength. Uh, We wasn't sure if they might rotate ahead of Bayern Munich, but it was pretty much full strength with their... Um, usual of Akanji, Ake, Stones and Diaz uh, going into like a back three and Stones moving into midfield as well which makes him uh, a bit better of a pick in my opinion and we'll move on to him in a second Mares, he had a really disappointing game he's quite popular in that Manchester City midfield at the minute he had a really poor game Grealish pretty much stole the show on the other side and subsequently he was dropped uh, slash rested for Bayern Munich Um, so a little bit disappointing there if you had him I do think he will now go on to play uh, near enough to 90 minutes against Leicester, hopefully. But yeah, Morris was dropped. Kevin De Bruyne had got an assist in this one. And Alvarez got a goal off the bench. He didn't have Haaland for this one. That was a real kick in the teeth because he had another great game. Um, and then City versus Bayern was a big surprise. So the disappointment of not getting the clean sheet against Southampton was reversed with really a surprise clean sheet against Bayern Munich. I don't think anyone really saw that one coming. So City 3 Bayern 0. And they've pretty much got one... I might be jinxing it, but one foot in the semi-final. I've got to jinx it now. Um, but they were dominant and they looked really, really good in this game. They did give up quite a few chances. Um, but to come away with a clean sheet against Bayern in the uh, in the Champions League is a really good result. Bernardo Silva took Mahrez's place on that right-hand side. Um, and he got a goal and an assist. So, again, if you had Mares, another disappointing one because... Bernardo did look really good in this game. Um, Erling Haaland, no surprise, got a goal and an assist in this game. Getting those attacking returns in pretty much every game. Rodri scored a screamer, but I still wouldn't be really considering him for my team at the minute. Um, He's got three goals and six assists this season, which isn't bad. It gets a lot of ratings, but I just think there's a lot better options out there. Grealish and Kevin De Bruyne, who are both really popular, uh, they did get ratings, but no attacking returns. And then, yeah, like I said, A surprise clean sheet, really, for Manchester City. They conceded quite a few big chances. Edison made some good saves, but they did hang on. Um, John Stones was fantastic. He got ten points and he got an assist. I am really liking him in that more in that more attacking role. Um, Just before that, Rodri goal actually, he was sort of playing a few triangles with Bernardo Silva on that right hand side, and it did make me think. When Rodri did score that screamer, it did make me think that really for for a goal like that, it would only take Stones to just give the ball to someone and they go for a long range effort to pick up an assist when usually you probably wouldn't be in that position to get the assist so yeah Stones was fantastic in this game and all the defenders got ratings as well so like me if you did go heavy on the Manchester City defence this was a really good game for you and like I said Morris didn't feature at all in this game after being pretty poor against Southampton so hopefully he does go on to play um, a big part in that uh, Leicester game. One thing I forgot to add as well is if you do have the Manchester City defence or you went the Manchester City defence way you kind of are at a quite good advantage now um, just through luck really because Manchester United was the other way to go. Um, they did get a clean sheet against Everton but they conceded two late goals against Sevilla yesterday and they're really struggling with injuries now which we'll come on to so it is looking like Kind of advantage to Man City defenders potentially. Um, And one other thing that's gone in Manchester City's favour that is a bit more out there, Sadio Mane apparently after the game punched Leroy Sane in the face. If even if one of them or both of them ends up getting suspended, I imagine Mane will probably end up missing this game now. Um, That's just another good attacking player that won't have to face City in the next round. So hopefully. I think they should both sit out the next game. Give them a timeout and yeah, just let City get that clean sheet for this next game. On to players to target. Um one thing to note, I haven't put the player values on here. Um I did wait until after the seven o'clock deadline uh to film this video so that I could give you the new prices. But in typical Dream Team fashion, these prices haven't updated. Um it's now half seven as well. Um so I'm gonna just leave it there without any price, uh prices included on this one. Um so Haaland don't really need to mention too much about him but just that he did take him out because of his injury you really did get punished in this game week Um, so again I did this in a couple of teams and one team I did forget to bring him back in and he got 22 points so just maybe for next season or the remainder of this season just don't mess with him just pick him leave him there yeah it just punishes you. It's not worth messing around with. So always keep Harland in there, in my opinion. Um, Mares, I think he's a hold if you already have him. Um, I wouldn't be looking to bring him in especially just because Bernardo Silva looked really good on that right-hand side. Breelish has looked really good on that left-hand side. I think Foden will be back in the next couple of weeks. But if you do have Mares, I would still be keeping him ahead of that Leicester game. He's facing his old club. He should be fired up. Um, but I just wouldn't bring him in especially for this game week. John Stones, he's someone that I would recommend bringing in, playing that centre defence midfield role. um, He steps into the midfield and plays a lot higher up. It's kind of like how Zinchenko plays for Arsenal, but just on the other side of the pitch. Um, He's looked really good adapting to that role. So I think he's got a bit more attacking potential playing there, only because he's just higher up the pitch in general. Um, We haven't seen that with like a Zinchenko, for example. He hasn't really got that many attacking returns, but I just think with John Stones, the higher up he plays in the pitch, the more chance he's going to have of attacking returns. Um, I do think all of the Manchester City defenders now look like really good options: Diaz, Stones, Aki, and Akanji. All are worth owning if you can afford them, in my opinion. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, this is a really obvious one. Uh, he's now got twenty-three assists and seven goals, so thirty attacking returns in thirty-eight games—just absolutely ridiculous—and. Yeah, I just don't know how he was ever doubted really throughout the season because I think it was because maybe because of the points and he was getting more assists than goals, but 30 attacking returns is a joke. Uh, 95% owned in the top 1K and 94% owned in the top 100K, uh, in the top 100. So yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, he looks like he's in most people's teams and for good reason. Then Jack Grealish. So I must say I was more on Team Mares. so I've got, <clears throat> got Mares in my best team. I prefer Mahrez over Grealish just because he's a bit more explosive. But you can't deny that Jack Grealish has been really, really good. Um, I had a look and in his last 16 games, there's only been two blanks. For so 16 games, he's had two blanks. One of them, he got 6.9 rating. Um, so again, very, very close. Um, but like I said, he just isn't quite as explosive as Mahrez. So I was having a look at it and Grealish has only hit double figures three times this season and two of them were in the last three games, whereas Mares has hit double figures six times this season, and the reason being is just because of those attacking returns. So Mares has got 12 goals, 8 assists, and 144 points, whereas Grealish has 5 goals, 10 assists, and 115 points. It does look like Grealish has been ticking along quite like nicely, um, getting those ratings really quite often, but just this lacking a little bit in the way of attacking returns but on the eye test watching his last few games it does seem like he has picked up a bit of confidence he does seem to be going for shots and things like that a little bit more often than usual so by all means I do think that Grealish is a good pick uh, I just don't think it's time to throw Mahrez in the bin quite yet but looking at their Manchester City fixtures we've got Leicester at home Bayern Munich away they've got Sheffield United in the FA Cup they've got Arsenal at home Fulham away and then they've got West Ham. So again, it's a really good run for Manchester City, and this one looks quite good for clean sheet potential as well. So the ones you'd highlight as being difficult would be Bayern away and Arsenal at home. Um, not sure if they'd get clean sheets in those ones, um, but their defense has been really, really good. Leicester at home looks good. Sheffield United in that FA Cup game looks good, although there will likely be rotation considering that's sandwiched between Bayern and Arsenal. Fulham away and West Ham at home I think both look like really good games I think Mitrovic could still be out for that Fulham game Um, and then West Ham at home looks like a good fixture too so it does look like City is the way to go with defence at the minute. Then on to Manchester United then so they have six fixtures for April they have Forest away and then they have Sevilla away in that second leg of the Europa League Uh, and that was a 2-2 draw as well so all to play for still in that second leg. It started well this week with a clean sheet against Everton. They started with Dallow, Maguire, Martinez and Malassia in their back line. Luke Shaw's injured, so Malassia came in for him. And then Maguire was probably a surprise inclusion with Varane um, being on the bench, but obviously Varane was saved for this severe game. Um, so started well with that clean sheet against Everton, and it was looking like it was advantage to the Man United block. Um, but it didn't go so well in the uh, severe game in the Europa League. So they conceded two late goals a Melassia own goal and a Maguire own goal. So and both of them were really quite unlucky as well. I didn't think either of them were big mistakes or anything like that. So really quite unlucky, and really quite unlucky if you did have the Man United block. Main talking point, really, from this game week and from that severe match are the injuries. So In that Everton game, you had a Rashford groin injury that looks really quite concerning. So we're going to be talking about replacements for Rashford, Um, and then they've got a lot of defensive problems now as well. So um, you had Luke Shaw was out injured anyway. Now Martinez looked like he got a really bad injury. He was helped off by his Argentina teammates in that Sevilla game, and yeah, it doesn't look quite good. It looked like either I think he said it wasn't an Achilles injury, Ten Hag, um, but it looks like some sort of ankle foot injury. Um, and then Varane came off at half time as well. So that United defence is falling apart now. And really quite worrying. If you had the Man United back line, you've probably got a lot of fires to put out now, which is really quite unfortunate and quite unlucky. We'll move on to Rashford replacements in a minute. The decision whether or not you now wait to find out if there's any more information or if you just go ahead and replace him straight away. That's uh, going to be down to you and how many transfers you have left. Um, I do think Bruno Fernandez is probably a standout pick from Manchester United at the minute. He's probably going to step up a little bit and maybe play a little bit further forward now without Rashford being there. But the only problem is I expected him to go into that number 10 position, but Sibica played that 10 position last night and he did look really good. He got two goals, Sibica. Um, so even if Bruno is playing a little bit deeper, he does still get attacking returns. He got an assist in this game and he was quite quick to get the rating in that Everton game as well. So I do think there's still quite a few points there with Bruno Fernandes. He'll be on penalties and hopefully he'll start to play a bit more further forward if they are struggling for goals. I did mention Subica. Um I think, don't be fooled, he he did get two goals and they're really good finishes, um, but I do think that it is probably a trap. I can't see him carrying it on. Fair play if he does, but I wouldn't just Go off the back of him scoring two and decide to put him in my team, to be honest with you. Um, Anthony Martial, I think he's another player that could be a a bit of a trap for Man United or on Dream Team. He's back playing up top in place of uh, Marcus Rashford, and he has looked really good. He scored against Everton, he assisted against Sevilla, but this is just personal preference. I've gone the Martial route quite a few times in different fantasy football formats. In Dream Team before, in previous seasons and this season, I think. Yeah, just every time I bring him in, he's a massive injury risk and he's quite a streaky player as well. And the way this this month has gone, you just can't risk getting any other injuries in my opinion. So I wouldn't be targeting Martial, um, but I'm just going to put him there because I know a lot of people will have their eye on him. So onto those injuries, that's Martinez injured, Varane injured and Shaw potentially back soon. melassia has got back-to-back starts. While Shaw is out. So it could be an option. But it's not going to be a long-term option in my opinion. Unless they bring Shaw back um, at centre-back. That could be something to consider. But probably the best thing to do is move away from this Man United defence at the moment. Because yeah, I, I'm not sure what sort of back line they're going to be able to put out to be honest with you. So you had Dallow and Wambasaka uh, were both rotation risks. You had Maguire and Varane were both rotation risks but at least I guess you could say Maguire is probably now to start, now they're struggling for centre-backs in general, but overall, a really disappointing week for Man United defence after that Everton clean sheet, now with those injuries. um, The fixtures did look pretty good as well, so Forest away this week, Sevilla away, Brighton away, gets a bit tougher, so Brighton away, Tottenham away, then they have Villa and Brighton again, so pretty, looks like a what Was a fairly good run is now looking pretty difficult um, with those changes to their back line. We spoke about Marcus Rashford, and now I'm just going to talk about some Marcus Rashford replacements. Um, so, I think hands down that Salah, uh, or depending on what your typical striker lineup is at the moment, um, I'm going to assume everyone's got Haaland. Then, I think Salah and Kane are the next two players that you. Really need to have in there in your in your lineup if you can if you can afford them. I still think Harland, Salah, and Kane is the best way to go. Um, Salah's got five fixtures, Kane's only got four, so I think that puts Salah a little bit ahead of Harry Kane. Um, both of in their last ten games, and I'm going to look at their ten games for all of these players just to make it like a fair sample. Um, Salah's got six goals and four assists in his last ten. Kane has got six goals and one assist in his last ten. Um, And like I said Salah's got an extra fixture so I think if you had to pick between Salah and Kane I would go for Salah Um, They both have a good fixture this week as well Um, Salah's got Leeds and Kane has got Bournemouth so Not much in it to be honest I'd just go Salah just because he has the extra game Then we start to look at teams that have got a few less games uh, or strikers that have got a few less games Gabriel Jesus um, he's just got the four fixtures Um, I'm only going to go for his last five games, because he's been injured for a long time, um, and he has only really started to come back into the fold for the last few, so Gabriel Jesus has got four games this month, he's got three goals in his last five, He has looked really, really dangerous, Um, I do think he's probably going to start every game for Arsenal for the rest of the season, there is a chance that he might go off late, we've got Trossard now as an option as well, Um, but he has looked brilliant, and he's close to full fitness now as well, so I do think Jesus is another really good option. He's a bit cheaper than, well, quite a bit cheaper than Salah and Kane as well. Um, so I do think that outside of Salah and Kane, in my opinion, I'd say Jesus is probably the best option. Um, Ollie Watkins. So Oli Watkins, he's actually been ridiculously good in his last 10, and even longer, actually. Um, he's got four fixtures, um, eight goals and two assists in his last 10. So 10 attacking returns in 10 games. Yeah, he's just in ridiculous form at the minute. It's going to be a punt still, just because it's Aston Villa. You don't expect them to get as many results as some of these top teams. But they have looked brilliant themselves under Emery. So Watkins is still there as another good option. Um, I'll try and see if these uh, prices have updated yet. And they have actually. So, right, Ollie Watkins, he's 6.1 million now. Um, compare that to Gabriel Jesus. Um, who's at £5.4 million. So it comes in a bit more expensive. He has got a better goal record recently. Just whether or not you think going for maybe one of the higher-up teams like Arsenal Kane with Spurs and Salah with Liverpool could be a better option. Then we've got Darwin Nunes. And quite honestly, I don't think I'll recommend this one. So five games in uh, April for Darwin Nunes with Liverpool. He's got four goals in his last ten. I just think Darwin is a massive rotation risk at the minute. It did look like he was in that preferred front three for Liverpool. He didn't start the Arsenal game. Uh, I think they went with Jota, Salah and I think it was Gakpo for that game. Um, So there's just so much rotation there for uh, Liverpool with Firmino as well. And even Luis Diaz, I think, is almost back. So I think with Darwin, although it says he has five fixtures, I don't think he's nailed for five. So good as having the same as Jesus or Watkins to be honest and I think I'd prefer Jesus or Watkins Um, then you've got Ivan Tony so four fixtures for Tony um, and he has got five goals and one assist in his last 10 but the problem with Tony is he's got those four fixtures but he needs to go two games without getting a yellow card to avoid getting a suspension Um, and I think that suspension is two games as well so if he ends up getting a suspension in the next one He's pretty much going to miss the rest of the month. Um, And the way things have gone with injuries and stuff like that this season, I just don't think you want to be potentially wasting another transfer to get him out or just have him sat there not doing anything if he does get booked. So for me, I'm going to rule Tony out of the equation. Um, The other option depends on your formation. um, And if you're not so keen on any of these or you can't afford Salah and Kane, Um, and you're you're looking at Jesus and Watkins, for example, and you're not really sold on it, you could potentially change your formation to a 4-4-2, and then bring Rashford out for a City defender. Maybe a John Stones or a Diaz could go for one of the more premium ones. Um, And obviously, we can't compare goals for centre-backs or defenders, but a goal is as good as a clean sheet. Um, And City have got six clean sheets in their last 10 games. Um, So again that is really quite competitive. Usually the ceiling isn't so high on these defenders but City have looked really good at the back and John Stones does tip in with some goals and assists and Diaz can from corners as well so that is a bonus but if you're looking for just clean sheets I still think it could be a good option this month. Just a quick reminder before we move on to West Ham, um, if you enjoyed the video so far please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with the latest Sun Dream Team content. Go on to West Ham. So they have six fixtures in April um, and their next game is at home to Arsenal and then at home to Ghent. So two home games. um, But that Arsenal game obviously looks pretty difficult and they did just get a draw against Ghent in the last leg. So again, it might not be the best run of fixtures. Um, they got a surprise clean sheet, in my opinion, against Fulham um, and Zuma got the star man in this one. Um, they moved to a 4-4-2 as well for that game. Uh, you don't see many people playing the 4-4-2 at the minute. And they went with Ings and Antonio up front. Um, grabbed the goal, parked the bus pretty much. Um, Bowen got two points for assisting the own goal. He only come away with a 6.8 rating though. Um, and then in that disappointing 1-1 draw against Ghent, um, Danny Ings actually started um, his second game in a week, which was quite surprising. Um, and he scored in it as well. So Ings has been looking fairly good. Uh, and if he can continue playing uh, in a good run of games, then maybe he could be your budget replacement for um, Rashford, potentially. He's Not someone I'd go for, but they do have Arsenal, Ghent, Bournemouth, Liverpool, Crystal Palace and Man City. So back to that 1-1 with Ghent. Ing started again um, and he scored and it was a scrappy goal, um, but they all count. So, yeah, he's looked pretty good um, and the fixture running could be OK, potentially Um, Arsenal, again. Bournemouth, Liverpool, Crystal Palace and Man City. It's just whether or not he carries on playing two games a week. He's got a bit of a dodgy injury record, so they might want to wrap him up for some of these games. Um, Bowen got an assist in this game, and you'd just be so gutted if you had Bowen at the minute, because he got an assist in the first one, an assist in this one, but didn't get any rating points this week. So really quite disappointing there. Did know that these um, Europa League ratings can be quite dodgy. Um, so back-to-back assists but disappointing in general. He could be a good option to go forward, though. Um, Ings is on 10 goals for the season now, um, but like I said, I wouldn't really be looking to bring him in this week. Um, And then Zuma, probably the best option at the minute in defence for West Ham, but I just can't see him keeping a clean sheet against Arsenal. Um, They might against Ghent, and then Bournemouth does look like a good game the following week, but then they have Liverpool and City to come still, so I wouldn't be going for the West Ham defence. But if you are looking for a budget pick, maybe you could find a gem in there. Then on to Chelsea. So they do have a double game week this week. They face Brighton at home and Real Madrid at home. Quite honestly, I don't have any players to recommend from them at the minute. They've been really disappointing since Lampard's taken over. Um, A 1-0 loss against Wolves was pretty terrible. 2-0 against Real Madrid. it's disappointing, but that's not the end of the world. There is still a chance at Stamford Bridge. They could pull something out of the bag. But I'm just done suggesting players from Chelsea at the minute. They're not looking good at the back. They're looking worse at the back under Lampard, in my opinion. Um, and they just couldn't score goals anyway. So it's now looking pretty poor at both ends. They're struggling to score goals, and they're not keeping clean sheets. So to be honest, I think it's not worth owning any of the Chelsea players at the minute. Chill well. He was probably looking like one of the only bright sparks, maybe Chilwell and James um, from the defence. Chilwell got a red card against Real Madrid, so he'll be suspended for that next game against them. Just does mean that there's a good chance he plays in this uh, uh, Brighton game, but Brighton, they've been brilliant, and this just doesn't look like a good run of fixtures for me. So Brighton, Real Madrid, and they have singles against Brentford and Arsenal. So honestly... I don't think I even see one clean sheet in this run. So, for me, I'm not going to recommend any Chelsea players. I'll come on to Liverpool, though. So, they have five fixtures in April. And it does look a lot better for their fixture run. So, they face Leeds away in the first game. That's a single-game week. But then they have two doubles. So, they have Nottingham Forest at home, West Ham away, which looks really good. And then they have Spurs at home and Fulham at home. And their home record has been really, really good. So, they've got three home games left and two away games. And I can see Liverpool going on a little bit of a run um, going into this. They were pretty good against Arsenal. They were terrible in the first half, or at least the start of the first half. But they did come back and they did look really quite good. And one random stat for you that I did see is that Liverpool had a higher XG against Arsenal with 3.96 than they did when they beat Bournemouth 9-0. So, yeah, pretty ridiculous. So, when they won 9 0 against Bournemouth, their XG was 3.32, and against Arsenal, it's 3.96. Um, so, they did create a lot, a lot of chances against Arsenal. And if Ramsdale wasn't playing so well, um, they probably could have had quite a few more goals. Um, Salah was really, really good in this game, apart from another penalty miss. So, he missed that one against Bournemouth, and he's missed this one um, against Arsenal. Luckily, I didn't have Salah in my team for this miss. Uh, I had him for the Bournemouth miss. But just the two points, you'd feel a little bit hard done by if you did have Salah in your team, because he easily could have hauled in this game. Um, And like I said, Salah, he's going to be my Rashford replacement. I'd say he is the penalty taker, but there could be a chance that maybe he comes off of penalties after missing two in a row. We'll have to wait and see how um, they respond to that one. Trent is another one I'm going to just put on the watch list. If you watch these regularly, I actually did only just take him out um, of my team in the last game week for a Manchester City defender, which worked out okay. um, But he did get an assist in that Arsenal game. He had a terrible first half, to be honest with you. Martinelli was running him ragged. um, But he does play in this more, um, which is looking really popular now. Obviously, Zinchenko's doing it. Stones is doing it. And Trent was doing it as well. He was coming off that right-hand side, joining the middle. Um, and joining in the midfield playing he did look really really good in that second half so he's an interesting player to keep an eye on he got a 7.8 rating and an assist against Arsenal I just don't know if I fancy them for clean sheets still I mean the run looks good Leeds away Forest at home West Ham away Tottenham at home and Fulham at home but obviously they do look like really good fixtures and the Liverpool of old we would have said oh well, there's plenty of clean sheets there but They have been dodgy this season and it's not even been for a short amount of time. So, yeah, I still don't know if I'm fully on board with it, but their home record has been a lot better than their away record. And their home games are Forest, Spurs and Fulham. Um, So I do think this looks fairly good. I just wanted to say I'm not interested in really any other Liverpool players, um, in the attackers especially. So Gakpo, Jota, Firmino, Nunes. I just, I'm not... Certain that all of them are going to start or any of them are going to start every game um, Nunes probably the most likely or maybe Gakpo but with Jota Firmino and like I said even uh, Luis Diaz coming back I just think there's going to be a lot of rotation there and I think you will be disappointed right then on to Brighton and I'm not going to spend too much time on Brighton to be honest because I feel like I'm saying the same thing every week um, they've got five fixtures in April they face Chelsea away in the next game which away at Chelsea does seem like it should be a tough fixture But I'm pretty confident they will score in that game. Um, They were against Spurs in the last game, which should have been a difficult fixture as well. They were hard done by to lose that game. Obviously, I'm sure you've all seen the controversy that happened in that game. So, yeah, I think Brighton were unlucky not to win or get something against Spurs. Uh, March got an assist in that game. McAllister got a rating and Matoma got a blank. Uh, But I still think I'd stick to the way I've been saying it. I think my preference would be Matoma, McAllister and March. But I just think if you've got one already, just stick with them. Um, The points are just getting spread amongst the three. It's going to be really hard to call who gets what points each week. I just think if you stick with any of those three, I think you're going to get a fairly decent return over the course of the month. Um, I wouldn't specifically target the next two games, so I wouldn't be bringing these in especially because they have Chelsea away and Man United at home next. Then they do have Forest and Wolves, and then they have Man United um, in the next game. So. Yeah, one of those many United games in the league, and I think the first one is in the FA Cup. So they start off pretty difficult, but overall I still think it's worth having one for this run in April. Then on to Arsenal, so just the four fixtures for Arsenal, which is quite disappointing. Um, It does make the assets a bit less appealing, but they have got two good fixtures coming up. So they have West Ham away next in the first one, and then the following game week they have Southampton at home. So pretty good fixtures that Liverpool one's out the way and the main person I'm going to talk about is Saka um so if you have got Saka already I still think it's worth keeping him and I will be keeping him in my team I'm I'm pretty certain um it's just one fixture a week but West Ham they conceded quite a few goals to Newcastle recently at home Um, and Southampton obviously have been pretty poor this season so I do see Saka even though he's playing single game weeks I do see him um in this one and I think I forgot to mention actually previously like for example Bruno Fernandes has two fixtures but he now just has the one because he got suspended in that Severe game Um, and there's a few players with like injuries and stuff like that this is deep in the season and there's quite a bit of rotation going on so there's no guarantee that any of these players in the double game week are potentially Going to play both so i think saka is perfectly good for to own in this one and as single fixtures go um these two look pretty good so i think it's worth keeping hold of saka at the minute with arsenal defenders so i i, I moved mine out last week because they had liverpool um, and there were some good fixtures for the double game weekers but i think if you do have an arsenal defender at the moment. You could still maybe stick with them um, for these two fixtures. There's a lot of problems happening now. So maybe you do want to be a bit more reserved with your transfers. Um, I've just noticed actually my notes My notes are a bit outdated there. I was going to say I probably still would move Arsenal defenders to Alessandro uh, Martinez, for example, from United. But obviously he's now injured. Um, So I probably wouldn't be moving Arsenal defenders to uh, Man United defender now at this point. I'd probably stick with them instead of Man United. But I definitely would look at moving Arsenal defenders to Manchester City if you could afford it. Um, So yeah, you could potentially still hold for these next two games. Gabriel, Wyatt, Zinchenko all look fine. Saliba is still injured and we haven't heard any news. So it looks like Rob Holding's going to be in there. Um, and I probably wouldn't recommend him so if you've got them you could probably stick with them unless you can afford Manchester City and you've got plenty of transfers left. Gabriel Jesus I spoke about him as a Arsenal um, as a Rashford replacement sorry Um, he got three goals in his last two he got 13 points and eight points and he just looks fitter with every game that goes on so I think he's a bit of a differential really Um, but as a Rashford replacement he does look fairly good he just doesn't have those fixtures But now Arsenal are only in the Premier League, I do expect him to start every game. West Ham away looks good, Southampton looks good, Manchester City away, obviously that looks like a really tough fixture, but we can say that he'll definitely be fired up for it. Hopefully not so fired up that he gets bookings or anything like that, but yeah, if he could grab a goal against Manchester City, I'd love to see that, even though I do have the City backline, I'd love to see him score against them. Um, And then Chelsea at home is the last fixture for Arsenal, and on paper Chelsea at home still looks like a tough one but i think our record against them at home has been pretty good recently so yeah i still think that looks like a good fixture then i'm going to come on to martinelli so he's been an absolute gem this season 4.5 million he's now fairly expensive for what he is but yeah he has been really really good this season he's got 14 goals five assists which is a ridiculous return really so maybe you could consider him as a rashford replacement I just can't get my head around him being a striker. I think he should have been a midfielder in the game. So I wouldn't go for him just because he takes up that striker spot. But you can't deny he has had a really, really good season. Um, And I've got a couple random Martinelli stats for you. So he has more Premier League goals than Salah this season. Martinelli has 14 and Salah has 13. And this is Martinelli equaling Walcott's highest ever goal-scoring Premier League season. So... Martin Lee, just a kid, but he's now equaled Walcott's highest ever goal-scoring season. So, yeah, you might want to consider him. Then on to the last few teams that I'm going to mention, um, and it's Spurs. They've got four fixtures this month. They've got Bournemouth at home in the next one that looks really good. Then they do have three tough games, Newcastle, Man United, and Liverpool. Um, so looks a bit tougher, or it does look tough at the end of the month. But the only person I'm going to say to target is Harry Kane. And I think you're going to want him for that Bournemouth game. It does look like a really, really good fixture to bring Harry Kane in for. But I did have a little look at their previous results against Bournemouth. He actually hasn't scored in the last four attempts against Bournemouth, which was quite surprising. But I still would say I fancy him to score in this one. Um, Then it gets a bit tougher with Newcastle away, Man United at home and Liverpool away. But Harry Kane is a big game player and I do think he can score against these teams. I think I look back and I think he's scored against Newcastle this season and he scored against Liverpool. He hasn't scored against Man United. But he is a big game player. Uh 25 a season. Uh, he scored four games in a row now. Um in that time he got five goals and two star man awards. So he really is in good form. He hasn't been hitting braces and stuff like that, but he ticks along nicely. And it's only a matter of time, in my opinion, before he does hit one of these hat-tricks or get a brace. And this has just made me think, to be honest with you. So Kane, Harland and Salah, if you can afford that striker lineup in your team this week, Kane against Bournemouth, Harland against Leicester and Salah against Leeds just looks incredible, to be honest. I think we'll see one of them get a hat-trick, though. Might be being hopeful as I'm going to go for this front three, but I just think that looks so good on paper. Then the last notable mentions for this game week, I'm going to go Villa, Newcastle and Brentford. Um, So Aston Villa have got Newcastle at home, Brentford away. They've got Fulham at home and then they face Manchester United away. Then Newcastle, they have Villa away, Tottenham at home. Everton away and Southampton at home and then Brentford have Wolves away, Villa at home, Chelsea away and Forest at home. Now with these teams it's pretty much going to be the strikers that I'm going to mention so Olly Watkins I, I mentioned him in the previous slides so I won't go into it too much but I do think that he does look like a good potential replacement for Rashford. A little bit out there it will be a differential but he has been on fire. Wilson and Isak have also both been on fire, both getting goals, assists and looking really, really good. But they do rotate with each other a little bit. So I think that option would be a bit more frustrating than a Watkins. Um, But their run does look pretty good, to be honest with you. So Villa away, Tottenham at home, Everton away and Southampton at home. Ivan Toney, I mentioned him previously. He had a mental game week. I think he scored one penalty, he missed another one and he had a goal ruled out by VAR. So real roller coaster of a game week for him Uh, but that suspension looming over him still looks quite disappointing and quite risky for me so I'm not going to be going for it Um, and to be honest any of these options I do think it could be a risk potentially just for this game week um, because Aston Villa face Newcastle which is going to be tough Newcastle face Aston Villa so that's going to be tough and then Brentford, they probably have the better fixture in Wolves. But like I said, I'm not too sure about Tony with his suspension risk. So I'm going to throw them out there because they are really good players. But I don't think I'd be bringing any of them in myself. Right, coming on to my team update then. So I had a pretty good game week. Uh, 88 points this game week. Um, and total points was 2,090 in total. Um, my rank went from 1,205 down to 1,030. So I think I've got the. City defense to kind of thank for that a little bit um, and I've got 1.7 million in the bank after I've made my transfers um, and the transfers that I did make at the start of this game week uh, or start of last game week now um, I took Gabriel out for Stones I took Luke Shaw who was injured out for Ake and I brought Trent out for Akanji so I think that one worked out pretty well got eight points for Akanji eight points for Ake nine points for Stones. Stones was actually going to be Ruben Diaz um then i had that all planned out and then when i saw the rashford injury i started thinking about my replacements and if i had bought in diaz into my back line i wouldn't have been able to afford rashford to salah um and then if i downgraded diaz to stones i could then do a straight swap from from rashford to salah i decided to go with stones and he did actually get the assist so it worked out as a bit of a bit of a bonus there so Akanji ake stones and now I can afford to take Rashford out to Salah, so that's going to be a transfer that I do um, now after the price changes have happened, and I just had a look on FF staff, they do the, the um, price predictions, and I could see that Rashford was going up in price, and Salah was coming down in price, So there was no point doing that before the price changes, so I've gained a little bit of budget there as well, unfortunately though that means I've uh, used four transfers already, and I've he didn't really want to have to use that many transfers off the bat. So I've only got one left. Um, so I'm going to be praying for no injuries and no other problems. And I'm just going to be happy to stick with this team now, really. Um, probably for a game week or two until some, some major problems prop up. I'm sure they will. Um, I've got De Gea in goal who got me four points. Akanji aki Stones got me eight, eight and nine. Bruno Fernandez got me seven points. De Bruyne is looking really good. He got me 10. I've got Mares in that midfield. So hopefully it was a disappointing one getting no points. But hopefully he can get some points against Leicester. I stuck with Saka in the end. Only two against Liverpool. But I'm feeling pretty confident to keep him um, for West Ham and Southampton. Rashford, he got me five points. He's going to now become Salah. Then I've got Kane, who got me 13, and Haaland, who got me 22. I'm actually pretty happy of how this team's lining up now. Um, it was a bit of a risk doing the City back line. And when Man United did keep that clean sheet in that game against Everton, and, South- and Southampton scored against City, I must say I was starting to have doubts. But City pulled it back against Bayern, and now it's fallen apart a little bit for Manchester United. So... Yeah, I'm pretty happy with how this team is set up going forward. To my second best side then. Um, this one got me 71 points for the game week. got me, And is on 2,043 points in total. And the rank fell from 2.1k to 2.4k. Um, and actually, I was guilty of not paying enough attention. Actually, I was so focused on getting my first team right that I didn't make the transfers in this one that I said I was going to make in the last episode. Um, which. This just goes to show how damaging it can be. I didn't take Salah back out for Haaland. who got 22 points. Um, So I really did drop the ball there. Um, So for the next transfer, I'm going to have to take Haaland and put him straight back in. But now it's going to be for Rashford because he's injured. I'm going to do Grealish in for Saka. And I'm going to do Matoma to Stones. um, Or have already done it actually before the price increases. So my team is Edison in goal who got me eight. I had had Kanji Diaz and Ake in the back line, who all got me 8 points. I had De Bruyne, who got me 10. Saka got me 2. Bruno got 7. And Matoma blanked and got me none. Though Matoma was very unlucky in that game. Up front, I had Salah, 2 points. Kane, 13 points. And Rashford, 5 points. Now, with this team, I was going to just wait as long as possible um, for the lineups and for the news. And then make that Salah to Haaland transfer. But like I said, I completely forgot on this team. So really did drop the ball there, Um, so Haaland will be back in, Grealish is going to come in for Saka and then I decided I'm going to take Matoma out for Stones, I've fallen a bit behind and if I'm going to have any chance of catching up with this um, second team, I think the best option is just to go all in on City, so I'm going to go for the full five City defenders, so I'm going to have Edison, Akanji, Diaz, Ake and then John Stones thrown into the mix as well, so gonna be a risky one but if it does work out i think this team could still fly up the ranks with that full city block of five players let us know how you got in this game week how many points did you get and if you have any dilemmas with your team feel free to drop a comment and i'll give you my best possible solution really Uh, but that is everything for this video so thank you very much for watching Uh, if you're watching on youtube please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel for more sundream team content Um, and this is going to be on Spotify and other podcast platforms so if you're listening on there um, please do give us a follow on there as well that is everything for this episode have a good game week and we'll see you on the next one goodbye sports social podcast network